The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. people it's time to rock it's the metal hammer of douchebaggery and i am your host the mandated reporter and frankly i'm a douchebag mr <laughs> one guy calls me a douchebag and i just run with it um <laughs> this is the metal hammer of doom and i am your host the mandated reporter and frankly i'm mortified mr mark rattledge and that giggling you hear in the background is the disappoint the disapproving dad in the source of horse Source material is the, it's the host of horse material and source material, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know what horse material is about, but I know source material is about comic books. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir? Uh, a horse is a horse, of course, of course. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to play a sound effect. Okay. <laughs> that was a horse. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mark Radlich. We are coming off of one of the craziest weeks <laughs> I've ever had here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. One of the most controversial. Oh, uh, my weeks. goodness. I aggravated one or two people. Uh, I just, just to kind of let you know, the video that we'd been talking about there yesterday has reached 344 views. Now, I'm not going to disclose what that video is. I will allow you the honor to do that, sir. But, uh, yeah, the one on my end shows 344. So we have gotten another 70 views in one day. And um, no comments, right? No comments, but one dislike. Yesterday we had five likes, and now we're down We're down to five likes. And, or well, I should say we're, we're at five likes and one dislike on the video. Um, so I'll let you do your intro, but I, I just want to tell you, it has been an insane 
week. Well, let's let's just call a spade a spade. Well, tonight we're going to talk the new Judas Priest album, Firepower. It came out the same day as Ministry. Um, but, you know, we're, we're getting around. To, we can only do one album review. Whatever week, so. that day is, it's yeah, her, it was apparently. Two, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight we are going to get around to covering Judas Priest, Firepower. Uh, but before we do, just, just a couple of odds and ends we wanted to talk about. Yeah, so we reviewed the new Ministry album last week, and there were people that tuned into the show uh, in various formats on YouTube, tuned into the Spreaker show, and we got some feedback. And, you know, look, I, I get it. Some people think Ministry hasn't put out a bad album. I, you know, we have a phrase on here. I kind of stole it from Robert Winfrey, and God only knows where he got it from. But your mileage may vary. You know, I hate From Beer to Eternity, which we also reposted that show to explain to people what exactly I didn't like about the album rather than have to, you know, re-explain myself. Um, but, you know, some people just think no, Ministry's never done a, a bad album, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. Opinions like assholes, everyone's got one. I'm a big fan of that phrase. That being said, you know, like, if people like, want to attack me because I said something nasty about something that they hold you know, near and dear to their heart. I mean, that's fine. It's free world. I don't really care. Um, but that's not nearly as good as our <laughs> our promotion for tonight's podcast, which was... And this is hilarious to me, because we did two videos. We did two video reactions, like we've been doing. One, uh, t- Both videos were from this new album. We did Lightning Strike, and we did um, Spectre. And then we did a th- we did a third one, which was something fun, because I'm a huge fan of baby metal. We did two two reviews of their you know one, of their albums, uh, one album a p- one a piece, one review piece. And I've talked forever how much I love baby metal. It's one of our most popular shows, and with good reason. I, I my one gripe with baby metal is that they haven't come to Tampa. That's it. I'm a huge fan. I also thought it was adorable when the singer Miss. <laughs> mispronounced painkiller and pronounced painkiller, which would make sense because, you know, when when you speak sort of, you know, that that wouldn't be Spanglish, but that sort of broken Japanese English, um, there tends to be a a non-pronunciation of ours. Yeah, dude, if if you threw me in the same situation and said, here, I want you to sing this song in Japanese. Yeah. Let me tell you, I am going to (laughs) screw the pooch. (laughs) If you go through all of my shows, there's various times I've read stuff in other languages. I have mangled those languages. I'm not, it's not good. I, and I'm not, and I wasn't criticizing her necessarily for that. I thought it was adorable and it was worth, worth pointing out. And it did. It made me laugh. I'm sorry, you know, sue me. I thought it was funny. Um, and, you know, again, some people it's like, oh, it's not funny. You know, it's just her singing and, and everything else. My favorite comments were the ones who were like, oh, my God, you know, baby metal is so much more successful than you. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jesus okay. Christ. Well, I, don't, the... I don't wish my level of success on anyone. This is the second band that we have had the opportunity to do these Metal Hammer of Doom extras on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, not counting, I guess we, uh, counting Pantera and all the fun stuff that we had doing, uh, doing all those videos. But, but no, I mean, just to promote our shows, we've done two bands, and that's Ministry, and we've done uh, Judas Priest related material. So, you know, we're not expecting in any way to be a threat to either one of these bands. 
they have made their mark on society they have made their mark on the metal community and god love everybody that's a fan of one of these bands that's perfectly fine just because we don't like some aspects of of uh you know i think again god help me i thought it was funny yeah (laughs) the the whole ministry thing i i think we gave that album pretty high marks we may have had issue with some of the content and had our own personal opinion about it but i'll be damned if that album is not I mean, it's a good album. It and, really is. And let me say this one last time, and I really don't feel like re- like continually repeat this on every show. It's kind of like, spoiler alert on my movie review. I don't feel like I need to say it every time. Yeah. The fair use law prevents me from playing the entire audio track. I'm not cutting these things off most of the time because I don't like them. I'm cutting them off because I'm trying to operate within the law. If you'll notice, a lot of the reviews online for something, they don't play the entire song. You have to have the band's permission or you have to have like a BMI ASCAP. I'm not running a million-dollar franchise here, people. I can't afford a BMI ASCAP. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I'm not a radio station. I don't have deals with all of these various labels to be able to play their material. These, these And I'm not pl- playing promo material. I'm playing, I mean, I'll tell you how the sauce is. I mean, I'm playing this shit right off of fucking Spotify. So, yeah. that being said, I can, I believe in order to keep myself from flouting the law... I can only play a por- I probably play a little more than I'm allowed to, but I can but still I'm only playing a portion of the song. Um so I'm operating within fair use. And by the way, as YouTube likes to remind me, I'm still violating copyright <laughs> every time I do it. Monetization. They get yeah. other people are monetizing our videos. We aren't making a cent. No, not off from the of YouTube. any of that shit. Not yeah. from, not from the YouTube stuff. So anyway, um I just it, it uh, look if you want to go on my YouTube page and say that something that you heard me say wasn't funny to you and it makes me sound like a pretentious douchebag or a racist or a homophobe or whatever, I mean, have at it. It's a free world. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't break that easy. <laughs> I think I was surprised. If anything, um, I didn't think what I said was racist, but whatever. I joke. I got godly knows I make fun of that sort of thing all the time, and so that now that it's being done to me, it's like whatever. You know, I will still have two kids, still have a wife, still have a job. Doesn't really affect me one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm gonna keep doing what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna keep making jokes that I think are funny. And if you don't find me funny, well, your mileage may vary. It's crazy how. YouTube has uh, we, how many podcasts have we done? You guys have done this show for I don't know how long. Well, that there's from, been that from Beard of Eternity review was from 2013. Yeah, that is five years ago, close to five years ago, and that's not and, the first one. And we hit YouTube, and it's I, I mean, people are just having. Uh, this is the most interaction I think we've ever had. It's unfortunate that it's not the not most positive interaction. That no, we've had. I well, I but, I've never had positive reactions for this show. I mean, people <laughs> people may listen, people may download it, but it's you know, hey, look if you'll if you'll recall the origins of the Howard Stern show, he had the woman call in. If I I mean, and I'm, I'm referencing the movie, so some of the details in this may be sketch, but. As far as the the movie presented his origin, he had the one woman call up, and you know he had like he had to put the phone down her vagina, and he just made noises, and she came on the air, and a lot of people were like, you know, like he lost sponsors and everything, but then he got sp- more sponsors. 
and more people tuned into his show, not because they liked him, but because they wanted to see what he was going to say next or do next. Mm-hmm. Half of Rush Limbaugh's audience are people that hate him and want to see what he and want to hear what he's going to say next. You know, so I don't, I don't get too caught up in that. I will tell you that you know when we used to post on four one one mania, um, <laughs> to which I have to say once again, poor Larry Zonka, poor Larry. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I posted a couple of these shows there, and I remember like we did the Pantera retrospective, and I shared a little bit about my you know my high school years and how Pantera really touched me as a kid and how it got me out of the doldrums of my life and somebody was was like hey faggot this is the worst review I've ever heard like all right so you know I'm I bear my soul get called a fag whatever um (laughs) you know so and and then we've had a couple of people call into the show when we were on blog talk radio and it was just like hey man you guys listen to Slayer yeah Slayer's cool why don't you guys blow each other all right (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your contribution. <laughs> yep. Thank you, sir. So, yeah. look, you got to have some thick skin if you're going to interact uh, on on the internet. And I'm not, the show's not going away anytime soon. I mean, it might if I can't remember how to set my settings correctly so you can hear the guests that I have on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> then it might go away. But, all right, we've uh, 12 minutes into this, and we, we've barely addressed the main topic at hand. We're, we're still cleaning up from two weeks worth of disasters so shall we move on absolutely sir i'm ready all right jesse uh you now we've all heard the classic judas priest songs breaking the law or you know breaking the raw all right i'm done i swear to god i'm done (laughs) (laughs) painkiller i hope that's somebody directly messaging you right now no it's not um (laughs) I found that I found your phone number, sir. I somehow I, <laughs> I where this isn't where this is a pre-recording. What you're hearing now, this will be broadcasted later. But no, somehow someone's listening to it. <laughs> there's there's an NSA guy listening to me as usual, or, or you know, <laughs> monitoring my calls. Not like we're tired of your racist remarks. <laughs> anyway, we've all uh, we've all heard. Painkiller, uh, breaking the law. Um, you've got another thing coming. We've all heard the classics. I can't say that I've uh, I've heard too many albums all the way through from Judas Priest. Um, but that's that. But I've but I've known of the band and I've known of all the hit songs for like decades now. You know they've been around forever, and as I said during one of the Metal Hammer of Doom extras, I've seen Rob Halford in concert, I've seen Judas Priest in concert, I've seen Fight in concert, so I'm fairly familiar with uh, the music. Jesse, how did you come to Judas Priest? Oh, it's almost the same situation where it, it, whatever was played on the radio that was usually what I could probably recall. I, I don't know if I know any. Uh, anything off the album that's never got radio of any albums that's that's not got radio play. Um, Living after midnight was another one here. I just saw uh, on the Spotify that was that's another one that I recognize. Did you like the um, Donna's cover of Living After Midnight that I sent you? Did you even? Listen oh, to I remember it? that. Yeah, I think I do. I, I think I did hear that. Um, it, it was yeah, it was all right. It the was Don- a cover. The Donna's. The Donna's. They're adorable. <laughs> 
but but yeah, I've never grabbed a Judas Priest album and and just listened to it straight through because I don't know what it was that honestly, my honest opinion of Judas Priest initially before we before I had the opportunity to sit down and listen to this album was just like, okay, uh, we're we're gonna get speed thrash or whatever, and I I, <clears throat> I never really fully appreciated. Uh, Rob Halford as a, a front man. Um, I'm not saying he sucked or anything like that. What I'm saying is I just never appreciated him. I did. It was something. I don't know if it was his vocals or or, or what, but I, I just something kind of kept me away from really grabbing onto this band and diving into what they've put out there. And man, they have been around for what? What did we say? Jeez, um, they've been around forever. Thirty years, I think. No, the more 80s, than that. right? More than that. Judas, 70s? Here. Uh, Judas Priest has been around. Uh, I'll tell you in a moment. Judas Priest. To the Wikipedia. Uh, Judas Priest started in 1969. Wow. So a little more than 30 years. Yeah, a little bit more than 30 years. Coming up on 50. I want to see what these band, the band, uh, how the band's stayed together well i guess uh we <laughs> they didn't get that <laughs> they've had some breaks the, the uh, rob halford left the band for a while okay all right <clears throat> now rob halford's back and uh, so so there you go i mean we'll, we'll get into my discussion about what i thought about the album here in a few but uh, yeah, man, I just wasn't I wasn't a big fan of Judas Priest other than their hits. When the hit came on the radio, I was just like, all right, yeah, okay, this is classic rock, my man, classic rock. My, you know, uh, this is something my dad probably would have listened to, clearly, 1969. Um, I go feel, ahead. I feel like I played a Judas Priest song for my dad once, and he was like, I don't like this. It sounds like he's yelling at me. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I was going to say that my friends... No, they're, they're no longer together. They, they haven't been for, for many, many years now. But shout-out to Gary Foster and Mike Curley, of scary, uh, formerly of Scary German Guy. They had the dubious honor of uh, being on a bunch of different compilation um, tribute albums, one of which was a tribute to Judas Priest. They do a bomb cover of Electric Eye. It's phenomenal. Dude, the... the- the band members of this of Judas Priest have their own wiki page. In other words, it used to be you could go to a band's wiki and down there at the bottom it had that little chart that showed you how long a, uh, a band member would stay there. Instead, that whole section has a Wikipedia page by itself I'm because sure there are quite a few members of the band. Uh, not, not. I mean, well, I don't know. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen members in the band uh, over the years. Uh, there, and you talked about Rob leaving at one point. It must have been at the '90s because Judas Priest was done. Apparently, there was no. There's like this big gap between like '93 up till '96. It looks like big gap. And Sounds then, like our Tomb Raider review. <laughs> <laughs> big big gaps of silence we done fixed that um but yes yeah it, when they came back rob, um uh rob was not with the band for at least a little while up until 2003 2004 somewhere around there so interesting i, I can't believe they've been around for almost 50 years 
And yeah. we, we we already discussed Rob Halford is sixty six years old. Metallica's coming up on like forty years. Slayer's coming up on forty years. All you know, the the big four of thrash all started like in the early eighties, and we're almost at two thousand twenty. So yeah, round about you know, give or take a year or two. A lot of these bands that you know you associate with youth and vigor, you know, and the and the rise of heavy metal are forty years old. The bands themselves are forty. The guys in the bands are in their sixties. Yeah, yeah. There has been one steady member of this band, and that's been the bassist, uh, and uh, his name is Ian Hill. He has been there from the beginning all the way to the end. Uh, well, I should say all the way up to the present. So that's that's impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. All right, speaking of impressive, let's go ahead and play our first... Uh, hang on. Our first track of the night here sorry i had to fix my, all my settings again uh let's go ahead and play our first track of the night this is firepower <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Good old firepower, Jesse. What would you think of that one? Well, I remember going into the album going, okay, first time you've ever sat down and listened to a Judas Priest album. Uh, I've already talked to you guys about my concerns originally, uh, which was my, you know, I kind of identify with your dad. <laughs> he was, he does feel like he's yelling at you and screaming at you and, and, and his high pitch, his high pitch squeals Wait sometimes. Wait a minute, of all the things we've listened to, you feel like that's yelling at you? Well, hold on. That was what I was, I, I, I believed most of the stuff that I'd heard off the radio kind of felt like, okay? Now this song, like we said, Rob is in his 60s now. He's not, belting out what what we used to hear and screaming and and yelling at you um and he didn't have all that piss and vinegar it just doesn't feel like that's there clearly he's he's gotten a little bit older but 
so so anyway, that was my biggest concern. Like, man, I, I don't know if I can take all of Rob yelling at me for. And, and I remember <laughs> looking at the length of this album, and I was like, oh my gosh, my head went to my hands, and I was like, this is going to be tough to get through. All right, here uh, come all the Judas Priest lovers. How <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, Jesse Starcher, could you guys call yourself a metal fan? <laughs> you guys, fuck yourselves. The thing is, is that this first track really laid those fears to rest. I was very pleased after hearing Firepower. It felt like it felt like this was the 80s to me. It wasn't 80s schlock. We've heard that with some bands. But, man, how, how do I put this? More like the... Okay, I... I, I put Judas Priest and the 80s for some reason synonymously <laughs> like what, because that's usually what we most of the stuff I've ever heard from I don't know if I could tell you a Judas Priest song from the 90s or 2000s I really don't um, so it may be 70s 80s that I, that I can clearly recall off the top of my head all I've heard is radio play by these guys so anyway uh, when I heard that, that I, I was like okay this feels I, I, I identified with a decade and what I should what really should have done is I should have identified it as Judas Priest this felt like Judas Priest to me it just this is what I was used to it wasn't overbearing and I should not have been concerned uh, and it was a good song Firepower is actually a, a very good song and he does belt out some he gets high in this in this uh, song um, he tones it down for a couple others as we go through the album but yeah, dude, Firepower is actually—it's a great opener. Yeah, no, this is. Here's the thing. I I know what I like. I'm I'm very committed to. I mean, obviously there can be variations and some stuff that has come out of the blue that I've been I didn't even know that I liked. But I definitely have. I definitely have a thing for a certain kind of music, and that you know that double bass drum, that thrash sound. Uh, the high energy that's what I like it's one of the reasons why you know having Rob and I on the show together um, and we are waiting for Rob to call in some point Um, (laughs) whenever Uh, but one of the reasons I like having Rob on the show is that Rob tends to like the doomier stuff I mean we do meet in the middle somewhere but you have one guy who likes things that uh, tend to be on the on the speedier side and another guy that really favors the doomier slower stuff and so you know we have some pretty good conversations based on that this is right in my wheelhouse this first song firepower like i'm not going to go see them live on this particular tour but i could totally see them opening up a show with firepower that is a high energy song made for a live performance yeah i mean if judas priest would have started out with something started this album off like with something really slow like what we get at the end of this album I, I would have been like, oh boy, this is not what I remember. Uh, this is not Judas Priest that I recall, sir. Uh, but no, this felt very at home. I felt very comfortable. And, you know, I, I was really pleased with what I heard. Did it tickle your bag? No, don't, don't answer that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tickling bags, here we go with our second track. This is Lightning Strike.
waiting for lightning to strike Jesse Starcher. So two things, I three things. One, if you're in, if I'm involuntarily bobbing my head, it's probably a good song. Two, any t- I hear that and I'm like, this needs to be like the the World Wrestling Entertainment Company needs to have licensed that song. And they needed to have licensed it for an old-timey Undertaker feud. Maybe with Kane. You know, oh, that'd be great. That oh, would be great. Oh, my God. A video package of, like, Kane and the Undertaker throwing fireballs and lightning at one another, a la the <laughs> Attitude Era. Oh, to that song? Perfect. Perfect. If, if someone's listening to this and not already readying their comments about what a pretentious <laughs> douchebag I am... Um, Spend your time better by coming up with a Kane Undertaker video to Lightning Strikes and then send it to me, and that'll be fantastic. Third thing, one of the things I truly appreciate about a band like this is how operatic they sound. And, you know, I say that, and we was like, okay, well, if you like that, haven't you heard Nightwish? Sure. I've absolutely heard Nightwish and Epica and, you know, and all those bands. And clearly they have more operatic singers than, Jude, than Rob Halford. But... It's still this screams rock opera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is something I could I could see being performed on Broadway. You know, with dancers and everything. It just it has a cinematic. Uh, it, it has a theatrical quality to it that I can truly appreciate. Yeah, uh, we followed up Firepower with Lightning Strike, and like, it like you do. It does not. Yeah, <laughs> it does not lose step it does not there there's nothing in this song that makes me go okay i, I you know uh, tone it down uh or <laughs> S- or settle down know. beavis yeah this isn't it's it's a great follow up it's another good song off of this album uh you know my course of listening to it i'm still i was live commenting with you guys through the message board as i listened to it for the first time and i i, I was i remember going into the second song and I was like, okay, this is pretty good. About the third song is when I sent you guys. This is coming up. Uh, it's it's something I sent you, and I said, okay, this is actually impressive. I'm I'm very impressed. Remember, I've not listened to a full Judas Priest album. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know the variations of their songs, especially when you have the one hit wonders. They aren't one hit wonders, but I mean, when you have the 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 key songs that are played over and over on the radio. Um, you start to wonder, like, is there a reason why I hear those ones all the time over and over and not any of the other stuff? Uh, is it because the rest of their, the rest of their catalog is junk? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. So getting into this album, I was like, is that what I'm going to expect? Lightning Strikes, uh, or Lightning Strike is not one of those tracks that made me go, okay, well, this is why, you know, Judas Priest only gets airplay of those three or four songs. So... I'm I'm perfectly happy with Lightning Strike. All right. Let us keep the ball rolling, 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 like Limp Biscuit, y'all. Uh, let's go to our third track. Could that have sounded more white, by the way? Y'all. Um, we try. <laughs> Goddamn white people. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go ahead and play track three, which is Evil Never Dies. The devils move from 
Baby Dolls, Evil Never Dies. I am thoroughly enjoying the use of double bass drums on these first three tracks. <laughs> I'm digging it. Uh, they, uh, this is a heavy metal song about the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that opening line, by the way, <laughs> that, that, that opening line cracks me up every time I hear it. Let's go down to Georgia. It's like he certainly did, Ollie, <laughs> with his fiddle in his hand. Yep. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of the. I don't want to call it the weaker tracks off the album. It's one of my least favorite. Well, I would really. It's down the bottom. I mean, there's Why? there's uh, at the bottom half. I would say. I don't know. I mean, it's it's still good. It's not horrible. Um, it's just you know, it's a simple song about the devil there's nothing there's nothing too mind-blowing here okay um well okay still hang on song, let, let me I mean, let me address that comment because because you actually just reminded me of something that I, I wanted to say and it's gonna sound like it's gonna sound like i'm being insulting take a drink everybody but um but i don't <laughs> YouTube has made us qualify everything. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, now, it, it's going to sound like, like I'm, I'm really ranking on the band, but it's not. It, it's actually meant as a positive. But there's a familiarity in their uh, song creation, in their orchestration of the, the music. These are not particularly inventive riffs. Like if you strip away the singing, they, the vocals, they feel safe. Yeah, like I've these, these are all riffs and beats I've heard before. They still kick ass. No, they're great. That's what that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, he, here's the thing: Firepower is a great album. Firepower is not a creative album. I you mentioned bobbing your head. Uh, uncontrollably <laughs> that's going to happen with this next song I believe uh, because I really really started to dig this album and 
was worried about what was going to come next because I found myself going, this album, we're five tracks in, or yeah, I think we're getting ready to go, or fourth track, we're getting ready to go to the fourth track. And I was like, okay, th- this album can't keep up this pace. It can't make me go, okay, well, this song is good. This song is good. The last song we heard was fine. Okay. I, I said it's my le- one of my least favorite. Again, the whole album's good. So, you know, I, I can, I can, I, I, when I look at an album, I rank the songs in my head. I imagine you do the same thing, Mark. You're like, okay, well, I like this one the best, and, and these ones kind of suck. Well, that's kind of what I do, but I, I do, I mean, but not in that, good. I do, but not in that voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But you, you know, you look at it and you kind of rank the songs and what's best and what, what's, what's the one you want to go back and listen to. Uh, this one is perfectly fine. I'll listen to it. It's it's got its spot on the album. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it needs to come off the album or anything like that. It's it's a it's a fun song. It's just not not uh, not my favorite one off here. All right. Um, Next one is though. We're about right. to hit my favorite. Next. All right. Well, and I'm not gonna say anything more. I'm not gonna delay this any any more than I already have. We're gonna get get to Jesse's favorite song off of here. This is Never the Heroes. Okay, Jesse, tell me how much you love that song and why. Because I tell you what, it's not a bad song. I didn't dislike it, but it's 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 nice, but he's too big. Well, let me go ahead and say that before you go and say that a track is going to be your favorite, make sure to have the track list in front of you. <laughs> because <laughs> I may have misspoke. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, track five is going to be my favorite. But no, no okay. Never the Heroes, though. Never the Heroes is actually still a great song. I love the beginning of this song. And, I, you know, I mentioned 80s. I, I swear 
I, I get ready for Miami Vice every time I hear the beginning of this song. You, get, you hear those drums and how kind of far away it sounds. I don't know why, but it just sounds like uh, it sounds like Miami Vice to me for some reason. But no, it is it is a great. It's still a great song. Uh, it is. It's the guitar in this is what stands out to me. Rob's clearly taking a backseat. He's got some great vocals here, but he is not overpowering anything. He's getting the words out there, but man, if you that guitar can speak to you. Let's. I, I want to look. I want to make sure I get the guitarist right. We've already talked about the bassist. Um, so our guitarist on this album uh, is. Uh, looks like KK Downing and also um, Glenn Glenn Tipton, which I just read in a review that he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, and they believe that this might be potentially the last. I, I mean, uh, this may be the last Judas Priest album that gets released. Uh, this is their 18th album, dude. <laughs> That's insane. But but yeah, uh, if whatever whatever they're doing with that guitar they just need to keep doing it because it it really does strike a chord with me it wasn't it by the way it's not kk downing he stopped in 2012 make sure you had richie faulkner i guess is the guy who's playing now so anyway either way i can tell you that uh it's you know it's a good song and it's I, i i've listened to this album probably close to 10 times since we just I think it was last week when I first started playing it on Friday I think it was and I I, I mean dude I will listen to it again tomorrow because it's consistently good with every track that they, you, they're laying down here Jesse Starcher on a scale of uh, Rumahoy to Ministry no just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> if the, I know where the top one's going to, I know which, which, what the top artist is going to be out of those two. But go ahead. <laughs> if the if the internet, if the people on the internet are a bear, there's just me poking the bear constantly. <laughs> you like it? You like it like that? Uh, anyway, douchebaggery aside, um, you know it's. I, I've already told you, like. I like a certain rhythm um, and, and beat to my songs, and I—I I mean, I, I'm okay with certain with other things too. Like, if, like if something is slower, it has to pick up the power. I think mm-hmm. there's the deficit for me here is that there's a a limit to the powerfulness of the vocals um, that doesn't that doesn't get me to appreciate the beat as much. You know, it's a slower, it's a slower it's definitely, rhythm. It's definitely slower. I, I feel right. you there. It's, it's not what we're used to hearing come out from these guys. But, we're, uh, you know, I, I feel you there. It's, to me, it, it just speaks a little bit more volume. They do a, they do a good slow song. They do, uh, no doubt. Like I said, it's not really a bad song on here. It's just some of these songs tickle my bag more than others, and this one didn't tickle it as such as much. Now, 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 my bag is about to be tickled. Oh, okay. So we're we're about to get to track five. <laughs> Jesse's and gonna I do have the track list in front of me. <laughs> Jesse's about to pull out his bag <laughs> for it to be tickled. Here we go. The ba- the song that tickles Jesse's bag the most. How many times can I say tickling bags? This is Necromancer.
Holy shit, dude. Holy shit, that's an awesome song. <laughs> I know, dude. Necromancer. <laughs> Fuck yes, man. And I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm in love with the lyrics. You take Rob Halford out of this and just leave the guitar. I mean, holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah. It's still a fucking song and a half. This is where I think the just the blend of Rob Halford and and Tipton come together, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this fucking song rocks. Uh, <laughs> this is track five. I'm I'm listening to my first ever Judas Priest album all the way through, and I'm like. Oh my gosh, have I been missing something for 18 fucking albums since before I was born? Is this what it's been like? That, how, that how? chorus is fucking solid, dude. <laughs> just, it's I'm great. not even, not even like the lyrics, just like, like it doesn't, like, it doesn't sound, it's, it's not a breakdown like you would hear, like in a hate breed song or anything, mm-hmm. but it has that feel to it because it's like a different rhythm through the rest of it. And then they get to, you know, it's a kind of a faster rhythm, a little thrashy. And then it gets to the chorus, and then they slow it down, but it has so much swing, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It was, I was, uh, my bag was tickled. Woo! <laughs> Woo, the lolly. That's a good one. I, I do think this is my favorite off of this album. There is a close second, which might, dude, I don't know. There are. There are some songs off of this album we ain't even got to yet where I'm just like, okay, this one's stuck in my head. This one's stuck in my head. But Necromancer is the first one that really grabbed me, and I have really been a fan of that song since I first heard it there uh, Friday. So. That's a song I want to get up and dance to. And again, you know, look, man, I'm, I'm a simple man who knows what he likes. And if I can get up and dance to it, like I said, like I said before with the involuntary head bob, you know, if your head's bobbing, if you want to get up and dance, then nothing else really matters. It's a good song. End of discussion. I absolutely agree 100%. This is a song that would probably make me go see Priest in concert. Uh, granted, if there was any possibility of me ever seeing Priest, I'd probably, I, I would do my best to get there. But if I knew Necromancer was going to be on the set list, I mean, my gosh. I, I just, just love to experience that one. In, in you just, just 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 start break out the hardcore moves right in front of Mindy. Start throwing <laughs> start throwing a windmill. Start picking up change. She'd be like, "Oh, you pick up change. I'll start picking up daisies." And then they're, both of you together, just just hardcore dancing to necromancer. Yeah, for like five seconds, and then we're holding our back our backs, and we're like, "Okay, <laughs> let's go sit down." Ow, <laughs> ow, old you guys are younger than me. That's sad. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yes. Speaking of sad, uh, this next one, I, I don't know. that, that That's a terrible actually, transition. That might, be, no, that might actually be appropriate because there, there seems to be a lot of death in this song. So All right, I think you yeah. might be on something. Can you, can you actually, while, while I play the song, can you do a little bit of research? Because I don't, I know um, like Rage Against the Machine have a song called People of the Sun, which is badass. I don't know what the reference is. I don't know what that means. I don't know what children of the sun are or people of the sun. So go ahead. You're my you're my researcher. Um, I'm afraid if I try to do anything on my computer while I'm doing the show, it'll explode. So I'm going to go ahead and play children of the sun while you do some Wikipedia. Got it. Got it. All right. So here we go. This ain't the people of the sun. This is the children of the sun.
right, Children of the Sun, baby dolls. Jesse, what you got for me? Whew. Well, just hopping into just hopping into the Wikipedia machine, there is a bunch of references of Children of the Sun. Like, I'm talking uh, Children of the Sun may refer to, and I'm kidding you not, there's at least 30 entries here. Uh, Children of the Sun Play, Children of the Sun Role-Playing Game, Children of the Sun Tribe, uh, Children of the Sun Film from 1962 and I'm, 2007. I'm going to go with Tribe. <laughs> Another name for a, uh, for the Spokane Tribe of Washington. Let's try that. I also pulled up the lyrics. There was something about Inca Empire Children of the Sun as well. Yeah, that might be it. Considering the, you know, the, considering the chorus is Children of the Sun dying one by one. Yeah. Pretty okay. sure they're not talking about a play. I will I'll read you here about the Inca Empire just to see if anything and I have I haven't proofread this so we may not get our answer but it, uh we'll read a couple paragraphs when Spanish conquistador Francisco Pizarro landed in Peru in 1532 he found unimaginable riches the Inca the Inca Empire was in full bloom wait uh the, wait a second what? we 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 uh we've got somebody uh stealing the riches of a uh, indigenous tribe <laughs> Yes, sir, apparently. Kill all the white men. Kill all the white men. Oh, they did that bit for Robert Winfrey. Damn it, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you've you've sang that before. Have I? Okay. What is that, at KMFDM or... Uh... No, kill all the white... No, that's no effects. Oh, there we go. I knew it was some... I knew there were some letters in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One of them... One of them dang letter bands. <laughs> uh, the streets may not have been paved with gold, but their temples were. The Koryanka... Uh, or a temple of gold boasted an ornamental garden where the clods of earth, maize plants, complete... Okay, so I don't see much of anything in here. At least this article's rather long, so I do not know. <laughs> I don't have the time to sit here and read all that. Okay, how about the Spokane people, uh, the tribe? Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything mentions... More recently, around the 1950s, uranium was discovered on the reservation and was mined from 1956 to 1962 out of an open pit, and from 1969 to 1982 at at the midnight mine. Uh, I just wish I would have. I wish I wish I wish I wish I would have had the chance to look to see. Uh, as you know, if I would have done a little bit of research and, and maybe saw what they were actually talking about here on the album, because there's a lot of shit that falls under that. Like, you are the hate that I'm looking at the lyrics now. You are the hate that beats mankind, torturous lies that lead the blind, squandered the truth from all we said. You are the reason I feel dead. Mountains start to crumble, tumble in the sea. It could be a, one of many things, Mark Radlich, but Stop it definitely the car sounds I, like a. Tr- Stop a the car! I have to pee. Is that, is that the next verse? <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it definitely sounds like a... <laughs> yeah, Rip Ronnie the, Adams with the air horn. Rip the knob off. It it feels like it's a tragedy of some sort. Uh, they don't really give us uh, an idea as to when it's taking place in in the song itself. But anyway, good song though. What do you think? What do you think of the song? Yeah, I like it. You know, it's it's got that sort of death march thing going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a more somber song. I don't know. Um, I think, look, Judas Priest certainly have the right to write about you know, and sing about whatever tickles their fancy at any given time. Um, I think I like happy, fun, bopping around, uh, 
you know, more upbeat Judas Priest than they do sort of somber, melancholy Judas Priest. Okay. You know, I, I like Iron Maiden, another band that kind of falls into the category of some of their songs are just a rip-roar in good time. Other times they're singing about the death of engines. It's like, all right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not to say that those songs are bad. The song, it's not a bad song. I just, and my personal preference is I tend to like the more upbeat, you know, uh, like I said, I like, like the first three songs sort of are in that motif of they're just out there to, you know, to belt out a fast, fun song. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to now. I think this next one's an instrumental. You've heard this song a million. You've heard this album a million times. Is this one an instrumental? Yeah, it's a little interlude, and then I think we. It, it, I don't think there's anything spoken on it or anything like that. T- terrific. We're gonna skip it, and then okay. w- let's go to um, our next track here after the interlude. This is going to be rising from the ruins, or rising from ruins. Rising from Ruins, Jesse Starcher. I feel like I hear that song, and it should be playing in a movie where people are rising out of, like, an atomic bomb blowing up or something. (laughs) This is a very positive song. I mean, granted, it is not, you know, it's it's definitely not the the, the heavy metal that, and the speed that we've been, we want to hear from Judas Priest. But, you know, I, I hear something like this. And I love the fact that they take their time, slow it down a little bit, and and get this song out. It feels, it's definitely slower, but you could feel the emotion behind it. They do a great job of conveying the emotion in this song, of uh, of, of almost like it sounds like somebody who's been beat down but is is still getting back up. Uh, and not only that, you know, they're 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 singing about. Of a, of a people coming together and rising up, um, 
I love I, I love this song a lot actually it's it's it is another one of the great gems off of this album that makes me say this this is a contender at the end of the year I really do think uh, a contender for at least top five maybe I mean top ten at the very least at the end of this year out of the 52 albums or 50 some albums that we're going to review uh, but anyway very positive song I feel the emotion that's coming through, uh, and another one I give a thumbs up for for sure. Um, it was okay. I mean, I'm I'm not as positive on it as you are. Again, not a bad song. It just it's not my. Uh, I don't know. I was kind of bored by it. Like I, 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 I get the positivity behind it also, but it's like okay, just because something po- is positive doesn't mean I have to be in love with it. Yeah, I hear you. Another thing that I would probably say is that. You know, when we when we did our Metal Hammer of Doom extras, and you disclosed Rob Halford's age to me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a song like this is well deserved. After 18 albums, they are more than welcome to take their time and do a song, and uh, that that's like this instead of just blazing, you know, blazing my ears off and screaming and bel- belting my cheeks back, my my. In the cheeks on my face, um, <laughs> not me ass cheeks. But no, it's <laughs> this song spreads my ass cheeks wide open and no, gets up in me. No, 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 <laughs> no. We've gone a strange place, but it is. That's what I, what I, what I hear when I hear this song is that I hear Rob Halford and his age almost. That's not a detriment. I think it's it's okay for him to do a song like this and it may even be I don't know I just tie that in there with it when I hear this song I'm like you know what you've done you've done a great job in your life Rob Halford you you've toured you have put out so many albums you're you're uh, you know a metal freaking god to a lot of people um he, he, this is perfectly fine with me and I and, and almost it's almost uh, close to the top off of this album for me as well. Go ahead. All right. Well, from uh, Jesse Starcher's favorite stuff to my favorite song off this album, and I think your least favorite. I, I, it's amazing we can have a show together. But <laughs> here we go. This is my favorite track off here. This is officially the jam. This is Flamethrower.
right, hey, uh, listen to me, you Jesse Starchy, you. I'm going to play it for another minute, okay? It's a four-minute song, I think. Uh, yeah, it's a four-minute and 30-second song, so I'm going to play another minute of it, and um, I just I want you to keep this in mind. I'm going to do a little test here. Okay. In your mind, hear the music, but try to envision Neil Fallon singing it. Okay? I've already got my retort for that shit. <laughs> I want to play another minute of this song, but I want you to try to reframe it in your mind as being performed as is by Clutch. All right, you ready? Go for it. Jesse Starcher, I, I proposed that when I hear Flamethrower, I kind of hear Clutch, especially in the the key that they're playing uh, the guitars in. You seem nonplussed by that observation. <laughs> Speak. I honestly don't know what fucking universe you're from. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, first off, Clutch, Neil... There's no way I could picture him. You don't hear that. You don't hear the similar guitar riffs and the similar keys that Clutch tend to play in with that. I, I might be able to make a stretch and see the band playing something similar to that. Taking Neil and putting him in place of Rob here and trying to wrap my head around why in the hell he would ever write a song like this. Okay, most clutch stuff kind of does go over my head sometimes, but one thing you can talk about, <laughs> especially most recently with clutch, is there, you're not going to get... Let me make a statement to you. Allow please. me to adjust my pants. Okay. So I may dance the good time dance. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying yeah. it seems a little straightforward to me. It's cutting deep, just like a, the razor blade. Uh, no, <laughs> Neil is not going to say that. Neil is definitely not going to fucking say, you're on the run from the stun of the flamethrower. He now, might. La- I mean, granted, he, he 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 might say ribonucleic. Uh... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rob, yeah. Yeah, he just might say that. <laughs> Ribonucleic acid freak out, the power of prayer. You're on the run from the stun of the no. flamethrower. No, no. Space no. grass. Um, all right. No. <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't see it. And 
I don't know why, but... Well, against this... my better judgment, I went walking out that door, breaking the law. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> uh, no, I just... Uh, I I think the reason why I think this is one of the weakest songs on here is I don't understand what the hell is going on. They're I, I... clearly attacking people with a flamethrower. Clearly. You're on the run. <laughs> From the stun of a flamethrower. Selling your fate, incinerate by the flamethrower. Yeah. I I just uh, look to the sky and face the sun. You better try to race against the gun. Yeah. There's no escape. You're in a spell. Don't you believe you stand a chance in hell? This felt like the weakest bit of lyrical writing, ly- lyric writing, I, I, off You're this the whole weakest album, bit of lyrical writing. I, I can't even use my words right. So what the <laughs> fuck am I trying to say? You know, I, I, don't take my word for it. Uh, no, it, it, trust me. It's it's probably it feels like the schlockiest song off of here. Like, oh, okay, you're killing me! It, it seriously does because there's there's nothing to this song other than. You know something about a flamethrower and a guy. You know they're they're chasing around. Don't you know? Here comes somebody with a flamethrower. Okay. Yeah, you better that run. Seems damn generic. It seems very generic to me. I just am not a fan of this song. And uh, I love it. I, I know you love it. And and the thing is, is that again, I've pointed this out. I know you listen to the lyrics every once in a while, but this has got to be one of those songs where you're just like, okay, I dig the sound of it. Because well, I do, and like I said, I can totally hear the key that Clutch tend to play in on this, and so those crunchy guitars jump right out at me. I mean, that that felt like, you know, like we listened to uh, Fu Manchu a couple of weeks ago. That came right out of the Fu Manchu, the sword, Alabama Thunder Pussy. Mm. Um, <laughs> Tasty. Yeah. You know that you know you've heard of that band Alabama Thunder Pussy. Indeed, <laughs> I so have. It, I feel like it came right out of that that wheelhouse, and so you have Rob, so you have this great combination of stoner, rocky, crunchy guitars with Rob Halford's high pitched vocals, and I thought it made for an interesting sound. Not only that, but I I mean, look, I'm I'm not a high art kind of a guy. I mean, I can certainly appreciate certain things, especially if they if they reach me, uh, depending on whatever the, the, the topic is, you know, the theme, whatever. Um, but I do like, I mean, you're talking to somebody who thought hate, you know, that Hatebreed's uh, albums, two albums ago, was the greatest thing he ever heard. I, you know, I like my music for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Bros? Yeah, I like my bro metal. And I think, and maybe that's where we're, you know, the chasm between us, this, the chemicals between us, Jesse Starcher. I think I that's, I I think that's the space that. between what? us because I, I like my bro metal, and this was a very bro metal song. Now that I think what? about it. Okay. All right. Well, when we get to Five Finger Death Punch, I think we'll be on the same level because I, I'm a fan of those guys. We're going to be doing that sometime this year, right? Yo, my God. The only times I've had to rewrite the Metal Hammer of Doom calendar in the last week. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I can probably tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Just say, go to my notification. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know you know when I'm at work looking at the calendar because then all of a sudden you get a series of notifications. Because <laughs> I'm rearranging dates left and right. 
this. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because it sends me a notification. We canceled it. Then he rescheduled it. And then he, re- he did this with it and he did that with it. I'm like, how many times you fucking touch the same fucking thing? <laughs> Apparently well, a lot. In, in one particular case, I, I canceled something I didn't mean to cancel. So that ah, was what that, that was about. That would be it. Okay. I understand now. I know the the last group of changes was because um, it looks like with the Louis C.K. thing that happened and the sexual harassment and all that, um, it, it looks like work on um, The Secret Life of Pets 2 has halted and it's fallen off the production calendar. Mm. Which means we're going to cover Charlie's Angels instead. And the winter, and the, the winter of Robert Winfrey's discontent continues into 2020. Or 2019, yeah. rather. <laughs> yes, we are that far ahead, ladies and gentlemen. It's only March 2018. All right. Speaking of March 2018, let's go ahead and play our next song. You you suck at segues. <laughs> My segues are awesome. It's just like, what did I say last time? All right, this is what I'm going to say now. All right, speaking of ham sandwiches, let's get, <laughs> let's hear the next song. This is Spectre. Um, despite my terrible singing, I actually yeah. like I like I like that kind of harmonization there in the chorus when he uh, when he hits those notes talking about the mind of the specter. Yeah, and that's it's a good song, solid song um, for for a slow song. Which, as I've said many times on this podcast, many times before that, is not always in my wheelhouse. Uh, I actually can appreciate this one; it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I love I, I, I love I love. There's something about Rob Halford, and when he when he gets to singing and he sings a certain way, it sticks in my head like a thief in the night. 
On the I run from the stun of the flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that, I go to bed singing that every night. Wake up with it in my head every morning. Hey, Jesse. Uh, Jesse, I, I'm, I'm beating a... Hang on. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, I'm beating my computer. Hey, hang on. Jesse, Jesse. I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> Horrible, 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 horrible. You so, didn't hear that, by the way. Do you hear that at all? No, I, ha- I have no idea. It's complete silence. <laughs> I could be playing all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, but no, I, I, I love how there's certain there's a certain way that he sings that just it sticks in my head and I I, I can't help but like singing around the kids like a thief in the night <laughs> with the blade held tight you could sneak I, into their rooms while they're like you know they're supposed to be sleeping they're on YouTube and you're just like like a sleep like a thief in the night <laughs> a little a little pinch <laughs> right no in the no no <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, another solid song off this album. I mean, it is, it is good. This was, I can't remember if this was the first or the second song that they had released on YouTube. Um, well, I know it's one of the ones we did a review for. Yes, it is. It is. And I, I mean, one thing that I think that stands out here and it may be the production of the album or the experience of the band members, but everything sounds great together. Yeah. It's it's just like there's there's not a point where I'm going, you know, okay, Rob, you know, let let the guitar shine a little bit, or there's not a point where either of these guys, the drummer, any of these, they overpower each other. There's nothing like that. They go well together. It's peanut butter and jelly of metal. Hope you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, um, let's go ahead. And move on to our next track here. We're, we're rolling toward we're rolling, rolling, rolling towards Ooh. the end here. Y'all know me loving this shit right here. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and play our next track. This is Traitor's Gate.
All right, solid song. We're, yeah, we're definitely getting to the point in the album where I'm like, okay, yep, that that was another good one. Next. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, we're 11 songs deep. 11 songs, okay, yeah, if you I'm have about, counting the instrumental. I'm about done here. Like, I, like I think... I think unless you have some some serious variation in the music, 10, 11 songs is about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and me personally, I'm, I, I don't feel this. I don't feel samesy. I, I don't feel samesy piercing through here. I don't know if it's just because I enjoy the music so much that it's kind of blinding me, but man, I, I still think, you know, I still think Trader's Gate is a good song. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's nothing that makes me go, oh, another one of these. No, it's it's still like da 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 da, da 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 da. Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna bob my head. Oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna keep playing drums, air drums, air guitar, whatever. Uh, do you ever you ever play the seatbelt guitar? I do that all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's. I mean, oh, I, I'm so surprised at this point that I am enjoying this album. And 11 songs in, and I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> yes. Certainly these next few are going to suck, right? After 50 years, Jesse's finally learning how great Judas Priest is. Oh, <laughs> this is why I like this show, okay? Being a part of this show. It isn't the, it isn't the mild racism? I, no, unfortunately not. That's a, that's a close second. That's a close second, sir. <laughs> That is a close second. No, I would have never listened to this album because of my preconceptions mm-hmm. of who Judas Priest was and what I would have got. And that's a bad thing to say. When you are a person that enjoys listening to music, you're not going to give something a chance that's been around for so long. I think one of the comments I made was, I'm surprised they haven't aged out of metal yet. And when I'm listening to something like this come from these guys who have been around for close to 50 fucking years, it is damn surprising to me that these guys can still rock that hard and put this good of an album out. And we still got three tracks left. So my, you know, at one point I'm like, well, certainly there's, this thing's going to fall off a fucking cliff. Well, you know, I don't know what the percentage of 11 out of 14 is. It's it's a pretty high percentage. 11 out of 14, whatever that percentage is, those tracks have been pretty good and pretty decent. So let's see what we get coming up next here. What's what's the next track? All right. <laughs> Do me a favor, Jesse. I need you to say the following. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna say like what's the next track, do it the right way. Do it the middle hammer of doom way. Say just like Mel Brooks once said. Okay, faggot. What's next? Go ahead. <laughs> I'll leave you to the uh, inflammatory uh, language, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll sit back here and just watch, uh, just watch all the YouTube comments if that's okay. <laughs> Mel Brooks said it I first. Know, and I don't know if I've ever said the word faggot in my entire life. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> so well, I, I'm not saying it. I'm you, quoting it. It's there's a difference. It's not like. And jump off a bridge. <laughs> Jesse starts following. Okay. In case, in case that that got a little muffled, but in case you you didn't hear, it, Jesse said, "I'll follow Mark Rattledge anywhere, no matter where he goes." Crack. <laughs> it's cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Like Jesse Starcher just said, "Okay, faggot, what's next?" Here we go. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. 
about to turn into Ronnie Adams. Meow. Why did you say that? Why do you keep saying this? <laughs> Meow. He's a cat flushing the toilet. Here we go. No surrender. So, as I was listening to No Surrender, it's a great song. I really like it a lot. Um, probably one of my favorites off of here. But I feel like it was, like, should have been... Like, it's great that Judas Priest wrote the song, but they shouldn't have written it for, for Rob Halford to sing. They, that needed to be written for, like, Tiffany or, you know, some, like, 80s female pop singer from, you know... <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I had that feeling to it, you know, like that should have been like a Pat Benatar song. I, again, this is an example of some great positivity, in my mm -hmm. opinion. I mean, this is, this is that kind of an anthem song uh, for metal. Uh, I can see where you're coming from there. It, it does have that, you know, that 80s feel again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was their prime. I think we will be invincible. <laughs> that feel to it, you know? Yeah, that's good stuff. I need I, a hero. Like I sang that today. Totally, totally mistook that. I, I don't know my Tina Turner. She was singing. Uh, oh shit! That's we What's don't other... need another hero. By the way, Tina Turner is is we don't need another hero. Oh, what were you singing? We need a. Um, I need a hero. Is Bonnie Turner? I think. I, hang on, let me look it up. I need a hero. Oh, dee, 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 dee. Yeah. he's got to be strong. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope everybody. Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Yes. Uh, but yes. There's a great death metal cover of "I Need a Hero." By the way. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, as for no sur no surrender. Uh, <laughs> Oh, is that what we're talking uh, about? Yeah. No, number, <laughs> which is probably a, an 80s song title somewhere called No Surrender. Has to be. Probably something off of a soundtrack. Uh, but uh, take a look. Hold on. I've got to look. I like mm -hmm. No Surrender, by the way. And now I'm going to get sidetracked because I'm going to type in No Surrender. Right. You do see that. What comes that. You do that. I'm going to move. I'm going to uh, blaze forth here for our second to last song on the night. 
It's not team. Born in the U.S. No surrender. Bruce Springsteen, born in the U.S.A. Okay, I'm done. All right, then. All right, this isn't Teen Wolf. This is Lone Wolf. I, I dug that, Jesse Starcher. I dug that hard. It's a great song. Dude, we... I mean, 13 songs. We just went through 13 songs of a Judas Priest album, and we had very little, if not... I would say very little negative to say about this album. Yeah. I, I am completely and utterly surprised at what I have experienced over the past uh, few days in, in listening to this album. Uh, and well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's their highest charting album ever. I mean, it, it's been, it's pretty much gotten universal praise. So I don't think we're going out and listen, metal hammer of doom along with me, uh, all of my other shows is, the, is where no sacred cow goes unslayed. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if something's good, I mean, I, 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 I don't need to necessarily be, you know, contradictory just for the sake of being contradictory. Uh, if something's good, I'll, you know, I'll go right along with it. And I'm right along with all the reviewers. This is not one of those times where the reviewers, I think, have it wrong. I'm right there with them. It's a solid album. It's probably one of the best of the year. I mean, am I going to be running around playing it forever? No. But, you know, I'm so far, nothing's better than Rum Ahoy <laughs> that we've listened to this year. The Machine Head <laughs> might be a close second. Um <laughs> What what of what of that album we were, we were able to play before Block Talk Radio took a shit in his pants, but yep. um, and I know Robert Cooper, he's still stuck on Orphan Land. He is, but I mean, is this solid top five? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is. Now we're we we've got one more track to go, uh, but I think they've. They've appropriately I mean, it, placed this track at the end. I was going to say, it's no Phil Ensemble and the appliances. Ah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. 
All right, let's close up shop here. We got one more song to go. Let's do it. This is our ballad of the evening because you got to have one. This is Sea of Red. I hear that song and I feel like it should have been playing over the credits of a Lord of the Rings movie. Let me tell you what just hit me listening to that song. What just and, hit you? Okay. It didn't actually physically hit me, but uh, I, I recognize something here. Looking at the lyrics and listening to the song itself, 
uh, and some of the stuff we brought up earlier. We we mentioned that this may possibly be the last Judas Priest album. Most likely it won't. But this song clearly was not... Their, their intention was not to sing about themselves. But just think, if just imagine if this was the final song that capped off an 18-album career. I apologize for my son, who's decided to come down <laughs> and, and play G.I. Joe's with the tripod. Colton, could you give me just a second? I got something really important to say here. So just imagine if this song was the final song that you heard off of all their albums, 18 albums, and this was the last one, and Judas Priest was actually singing about their own career. Uh, and, and singing about how, I mean, l- listen. As the sun goes down, the silence is profound. For they give so, for they gave so much, so we might go on and live, laying peaceful. They forgive. Now, listen. I know that that is most likely about people who have passed away, but there are a lot of elements to this song that could really apply to the end of Judas Priest themselves. Um, I hope that that's not the case. I hope that they continue on and they do another album as great as this. If they do something better than this, I mean, my goodness. It, it, as this band continues to get older and the next album they drop all of a sudden does better than than uh, Firepower, I mean, my goodness. What what a career and, and <laughs> just just an insane thing to think about. But again, if, if this is the end, if this is the last album that they put forth and it being the high, you said this was their highest charting album ever. Yeah. I mean, what a way to go. Yeah. No, it, case. yeah. They went out on a high note here. Let me uh, just go ahead and give my final thoughts here. Um, I'm going to give this album a solid a really, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a great solid um, musically enjoyable album, you know, if you like metal. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's a metal fan out there that wouldn't find something to appreciate about this. This is crowd-pleasing, serviceable, enjoyable. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I didn't love every song, but I didn't hate any song. And that's high marks, especially coming from a douchebag like me. Jesse? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Wow. I'm so glad that I got the chance to listen to this Judas Priest album. Firepower is definitely, uh, like I said, I I think this is going to be top five, definitely top ten near the end of the year. Uh, It's got a contender for it anyway. Uh, I'll give you my rating here. We've got 12 albums, Mark Radlich, 12 albums. And Judas Priest right now ranks number two amongst the 12 just under Rum Ahoy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I bet every legacy metalhead out there just shat upon me. Or at least they're going to send me used toilet paper in the mail. It's probably going to happen because I put Rum Ahoy uh, yeah. above 18th Judas Priest out. When, when your house gets toilet papered again, now you'll know why. <laughs> it's the metalheads. With, well, there was a stat, I think you said, that Spotify said metal listeners are the most faithful. Uh, the most loyal customers are loyal yeah. uh, of all. And I'm really starting to think that, yeah, that's the case. Well, I'll tell you really quick. I'll tell you probably why that is. If you're a metalhead, you're more than likely going to listen to album-specific stuff. Okay? Yep. You know, Anthrax, Slayer, Metallica, they put out a new album. You're going to listen to that album. People who are 
like pop music fans or are not like dedicated music fans, but you know, music is just an ancillary uh, thing in their life, are more than likely going to listen to be, be listening to Pandora or mm-hmm. like hitting the radio button. They're looking for background noise. They're not going to Spotify for a specific thing. That's my wife. Yeah. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, next week here on the Metal Hammer of Doom, uh, speaking of stoner metal, stoner rock, we're going to be reviewing The Sword, Used Future. Look for our Metal Hammer, ex- metal hammer of Doom Extra. Metal Hammer of Doom Extra. <laughs> Uh, we're going to look at a couple of sword videos in preparation for the sword uh, coming up next week. If you're looking at, uh, if you're new to the show and, you know, this is the first one you've turned into for some strange reason, let's tell you, let's talk about what we have done. Last week we reviewed Ministry America Can't and we annoyed a lot of people and, they, and we talked really badly about the album that preceded it, which was From Beer to Eternity. So we rebroadcasted our review from Beer to Eternity, so just people, so people would know why, why, why I hated that album as much as I did. <laughs> uh, prior to that, speaking of Stoner Rock, we reviewed the new Fool Man Chew and the number one album of the year, Ramahoy. That's all in the archives here on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network on Spreaker. So go check that out tomorrow night on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network. Um, the settings will be placed correctly so you can hear both of us. Uh, we will be <laughs> doing an on trial for Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, we'll get that done. I'll be defending that movie. Lucky me. It's the Cradle of Life. Rock the Cradle of Love. Next week uh, is Superman, The Many Worlds of Krypton in preparation for and celebration of the new Krypton show on sci-fi, which now that I've seen a little bit more of it, I'm, I'm very skeptical. It's going to be any good, but we'll mm. see. Yeah. I'm not mm. look, I'm a, little, a little frightened, mm. but anyway, um, the new damn you Hollywood, Robert Winfrey returns. will be reviewing Pacific Rim uprising. Let's see if Pacific Rim can upset, can, uh, can knock off black Panther from a sixth week of the number one spot at the box office. We'll see. The aforementioned sword used future and uh, Screaming Boy will have a brand new show. We're going to look at the rise and fall of Toys R Us. We'll have a panel discussion. We'll share some memories. We'll drink some wine. We'll toast to the, to the, to the fall of the once mighty Toys R Us. It'll be fun. All right, Jesse, do your plugs. I don't, I don't know if you mentioned or not, but we have just, I mean, right before this show started. Oh, yes. I, I was going to mention it. But go ahead. It was your, it was your project. So, <laughs> Well, okay. So to our, Tomb Raider, our Tomb Raider movie review, uh, we had a bit of an issue. Uh, me, Ronnie Adams, and Mark yeah, The Rattles issue is I'm a together. fucking idiot. <laughs> I wasn't going to put it like that. Uh, things happen, and things happened to us that night. So me, Ronnie, and Mark got together and talked about the new Tomb Raider movie. Uh, unfortunately, me and Ronnie, you couldn't hear us at all. So it was pretty much an hour and 45 minutes of Mark talking to himself. Okay? Now, here's the thing. An hour and 45 minutes is a long time when you just hear Mark say something, and then you got to wait for like three minutes of silence and then hear him say something else. No. We said no, nay to that. We need to... We still need to release this, but we need to shorten it so the people can get a good idea 
of what went on there. So it went from an hour and 45 minutes to 50 minutes, almost cut in half. And it's nothing but Mark talking to himself. Okay. <laughs> he laughs at his own jokes. He talks to the, he talks to air. He, he, he sends it to somebody and then immediately starts talking afterwards. It's great. Yeah. It's it, absolutely great. It's known as the lunatic edition Tomb Raider <laughs> review. And it really does sound like me on a manic rant. 50 minutes I cut all the silence out and it's still Mark talking for 50 minutes so uh, but yes check that out um, I am quite me... I am quite verbose oh goodness <laughs> it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be up there one of my favorites that we probably released on this network but anyway uh, ladies and gentlemen go give the Rattlich in broadcasting network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer I do a show on here called source material where we discuss all sorts of great comic book uh, stories that's come out in the la- uh, ranging from the 70s all the way up to just probably a few months ago. Uh, so we're at 150 episodes, so there's probably something on there. If you dig comics or a book club, Colton, how you doing down there? <laughs> if you dig comics, book clubs, or Colton. <laughs> Go check it out. Uh, yeah, 150 episodes. There's probably something you dig on there. But yes, Rattlich in Broadcasting Network. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. And, of course, our home right here on Spreaker.com. I was thinking Colton was going to add to it or not. He's down there playing by himself. This is what I hear all day. It's just him going nuts. And he's he's just completely playing by himself. Okay, what are you doing down there? Are you serving pizza? Okay, all right. We got to get out of here. Yeah, I got things to do here, like sleep. All right, folks. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a fun episode. I'm 90% sure I could hear, you'll be able to hear Jesse when it's all posted. So, <laughs> only 90%. You can never be too sure. All right, for the disapproving dad and the host of Source Material in his own right, Jesse Starcher, I am your mandate reporter, Mr. Mark Rattledge. Thank you for joining us on the Metal Hammer of Doom here on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network on Spreaker. Be well, be safe, and behave. presents an evening with the progressive box oh what a great audience let's dim the lights for this next one nope too much ah there it is gotta get things just right like progressives name your price tool tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget and now the mood is right wait the lights are back on again trudy can you and now it's completely dark progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law